Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full Editor. Joining me as always is my colleague and co-host, David Weindrich. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. And yourself? Pretty good. Dive bars on the mind, I have to say, after reading your recent story. I always have dive bars on the mind. But uh, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, you kind of tap into it in the beginning of that story, but often dive bars are kind of written off, right? It's kind of they don't get the due that they really deserve as being a true American drinking, you know, establishment and one that's historic and important. Yeah, people kind of take them for granted until they close. And right. then, you know, they assume they're always going to be dived somewhere. Right. And, uh, you know, if you say dive to an American, we all think of kind of a very specific thing. You know, yeah. it's a... The place that's poorly maintained with uh, a little bit a little bit dirty, maybe, but always has like good music playing. And uh, yeah, or, or I like to think of it kind of like worn in, you worn know, in. like yeah, worn in. Let's like, say. And, and I think that that's part of the problem is that as time went on, dives kind of had this connotation. They were run down or... Turns out they always have been. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's true. You know. that's true. But but there's there's dives and there are dives. It's a broad term and it encompasses everything from like the biker bar where you will get killed. To like the New York Irish bar. Yeah, That could be fastidiously clean. It's a very personal term because I think everybody defines what a dive bar is almost individually. Well, it's one of those I know when I see it. But, you know, like in New York, for instance, not every Irish bar... Is a dive. Is a dive. No. I mean, I, I was at one of uh, Neary's up on uh, 57th Street, Second okay. yeah. Avenue. Yeah. That place is not a dive. Right. It's very fancy inside. Yeah. I mean, it's hospitable, yeah. but it's not a dive. Yeah, we're like Dublin House, like, a, you know, yeah. is, is, yeah, yeah. is on the borderline, you know. And, and I think sometimes it also depends on who you're drinking at the bar with. That's you know true, I mean? too. Like, but I think the thing about a dive, if, if I had to press to come up with a right. definition, I would say that the uh, dive is the is the kind of bar you go to where nobody judges you. Right. You know, it's a judgment-free zone. You can be yourself, do whatever you want, but you don't get to judge the other people in there either. Right. You know, right. you, because you don't get to come off and be fancy. Yeah. I was at Hank's, my recently closed local dive in in Brooklyn. My wife and I were there with another couple. And and, uh, before sitting down on the bar stool, the woman took out her handkerchief and put it on the stool. And uh, okay, that's not a dive bar person. Right. Thank you, thank you for disguising me in the story, Dave. It was me. I'll cop yeah, to it. I'll cop yeah, to it. Yeah, I, 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 I took out my handkerchief and I put it down. You put it, I'm be, sorry to say, but it was me. That idea of like the Bukowski, you know, like L.A. dive. Yeah, yeah. I think if you walked in, I never had the pleasure, dish pleasure of drinking with Bukowski, but Neither, the famous but writer and. I, I've been to um, I've been to some of his bars though. I, but but even even if he even if he went into a nice bar, I think it would suddenly become like a dive bar just given just his, around him. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. some people like that's you know it depends sort of like who you drink with. Like well, they're called degenerate alcoholics. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't going to say it. It was on my tongue, but I don't okay, say okay. it. Um, you know, it's an array of people during the time of day. They can be different things for different people, right. and like. They serve, you know, kind of like a pub as a community. And, and it's you know. always people from all walks of life. Yeah. Uh, uh, real dive bars, as far as I know, strangers are usually okay. Yeah. It's not a neighborhood bar. Right. You know, it's a place you can come in right. as long as you know how to behave. Right. And that behaving means 
you don't get to come in with your bullshit and right. put it off on everybody right. else. Uh, you got to check right. that at the door. Right. And that goes back, it turns out, as far as I can tell, to uh, African-American bars right. in the 19th century where they were run by African-Americans for African-Americans. They were rough places. Uh, you know, they had all kinds of... Uh, uh, Illegalities going on, uh, prostitution, gambling, all the things the that many happened. Bars at the time that uh, was, the many bars yeah. had exactly. Uh, these were all concentrated in one, but they also had great music, right. and they also had significant numbers of white people drinking in yeah. them, which is interesting. Those white people could not come in and throw their racist bullshit down. Right. They had to be willing to put their social privilege aside, and if they put it aside, they were welcome. Right. And those, they created these communities that you read about. The coverage of these communities is always hostile. Yeah. But then you read between the lines and you say, hey, you know, that sounds like a pretty good bar. Right. Everybody's sitting around the table playing cards and they've got some drinks. And, and uh, quite a revolutionary idea for oh, yeah. the 1860s. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Civil War that was literally just finished. People didn't really mix like right. that anywhere right. except at these low the lowest level of society and also physically low. These, these, these places were usually in basements. Right. So, you know. And even the term dive, I mean, what I loved yeah. about your piece was that it went through the etymology, you know, digging back through layer and layer. And, and people have been trying to define what a dive bar is for over a century at oh, this yeah. point. And yeah. a lot of the definitions are really weird and not... Not helpful. <laughs> not helpful at all. Not kind also. And, and and I would say that your, you know, your research, you know, led back to Buffalo of all places. Right. As the home of the original dive bar. Wait. There was one bar. Darren Wang on a, in a Twitter conversation a, a year ago said that, you know, there was a really early dive there. And I, I looked into it and I saw there was a claim that Buffalo was the home of the dive. Right. And I, I didn't believe they it. They claimed to be home of the, you know, the chicken Buffalo wing. chicken wing, which they which, more right. or less. But that has an interesting and, and similar history exactly. as well. Where exactly. We had a piece a couple of years ago where it turns out that most likely this was something developed by African-American cooks that yeah. was then taken and popularized, you know, throughout Buffalo. And then from Buffalo to the world. Exactly. Yeah. Who knew? Who I mean, knew? that Buffalo is this like amazing conduit of. Well, it's a crossroads, yeah. you know, and, and it used to be a really important one because yeah. it was the end of the Erie Canal. And so it needed thousands of workers to move like grain and goods from the Midwest into, right. into canal barges so they could go down the canal to the Hudson and then down to New York and out to the world. So uh, it was it was all there were always lots of workers there. And this one bar was down on the towpath next to the canal. And to get there, you had to basically dive down a flight of stairs that was very rickety and steep. And and the thing was in the basement, and it was like practically underwater. You right. know, and its level was so Which low. is probably where the term dive bar comes from, yeah. right? The fact yeah. that this bar was... And it, and it was called Doug's Dive. Right, subterranean, and, that yeah, was. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it was like... This is, you know, where you dive to get to Doug's. And uh, and I thought that was kind of also a fascinating thing is that the term dive starts out as like a verb, right? Yeah. Like, to dive. Yeah, like, to dive. And then it eventually becomes a place. Right. And I think Doug's is where it made that that That, that jump. That like, jump. It wasn't, it wasn't a big jump at that point. Yeah. And then maybe like it takes a detour to diving bell possibly. Yeah. Which, yeah, uh, which, which also would have been like kind of au courant, you know, Yeah, at the that time, was common like, slang because uh, – Diving and diving bells yeah. was so 
cutting edge at the time. And yeah, so they were using this technology so. to, to like, you know, dig underwater bridge foundations yeah, exactly. and all kinds of stuff. They made a lot of use of diving bells. Caissons building yeah, for like the exactly. Brooklyn Bridge and stuff. Exactly. And, so know. the diving bell was well known and that yeah. was like up to date, you know, infrastructure yeah. equipment. And, and maybe it's one of these things. I mean, we see this a lot of times with drinks and drinks history is that it may come from two different sources, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's, you know, we're pulling from the term to dive and then also the diving bell and that sort of comes together in, you know, a perfect storm and suddenly you get. Yeah. And it comes bonus. together somewhere where we don't see it coming together, right. you know, you, as, as is often the case. And it's funny because in New York, you still have several dive bars, like in their name, that are decorated with diving oh, you yeah. know, helmets and stuff. And that's. Yeah, they I, thought that was kind of a fun, right. you know, and, and, decor and a reference to the term. But I never, re- I just thought that was somebody being like silly. I never yeah. really thought that there was any. Uh, there, real is a, there is at least, to, a, you know, an etymological link right. there. You know? <laughs> Uh, and uh, really, it goes. Uh, this this term gets adopted nationwide. I mean, it starts in Buffalo in the 1850s, and by yeah. the 1870s, it's everywhere. And it became just like any kind of rough bar, usually African American, but it spread to the white community. Right. It doesn't really become the modern dive bar until the Beatniks got a hold of it in the 50s, <laughs> which is interesting because uh, they started going to these like rough joints and they were a, a new class of people. Yeah. They were much more middle class than anybody who'd hung out in dives before that. And they, they sort of uh, cleaned the places up right. a little bit. Romanticized them. Romanticized. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Although, you know, I've been to plenty of non-romantic dive bars that are just <laughs> rough as hell. Right. Well, there's something about dive bars that always yeah. seems to attract bikers, you know, your local degenerates, art yeah. students, yeah. architects, you know, yeah. any creative writers. It's a mix. It's all writers, you know. That's the beatnik influences yeah, to get the, the bohemians in there. Absolutely. Because before that, it wasn't bohemians right. as much as it was like sporting life types. Right. So gamblers and, uh, you know, crooks. There were pimps. Yeah. There were there were also just just working guys right. who liked the music and liked the company. Or cheap beer. Uh, yeah, you know, and there were also you know uh, there were also bored uh, bored white factory girls yeah. going in there to meet men. What a shock! Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but it turns out people had sex in the in the nineteenth century as right. well. Right. And uh, who yeah, knew? Who knew? I know it was it was it came as a surprise to us all. <laughs> Now it seems you've two types of bars, right? You yeah. at least in New York for the most part, you have fancy cocktail bars, yeah. you know, run by many of our friends and acquaintances. And then, you know, you have the more quotidian everyday, you know, kind of dive bar or, you know, or and the dive bar almost encapsulates this. Yeah. I think there's also a level in other. between of just kind of that's true. I would call them like friends bars because yeah. it always looks like an episode of friends right. when you walk in. Yeah. They're just kind of, they're not divey. They're not fancy either. They're just kind of everyday. And they kind of morph with different drinking trends. So exactly. Like, yeah. They know, become one thing or another. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're, there's just sure, that vast middle. All right. So let's say, yeah. so three, but like, yeah. it's almost like real estate. I feel like the term dive has been taken by real estate brokers to yeah. cover basically every bar that's not a fancy bar. Yeah, some people use it like, like that for sure. Like just anything that doesn't, you know, where yeah. you're not going to go in and order, you know, yeah. martini. But I, I don't see. I, I think there are actual places that are that are dives. Yeah, that are different and uh, like Hanks that just closed. Yeah. That was a dive. That was a it dive. was poorly maintained, unsanitary, and that's very different from what you get at like the mid-level bars. And then you know, sadly, there are the fake dives, which I yeah. think are really funny. That are those are pathetic, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
bars, you know, where somebody's opened it to be like a trendy yeah. dive. Like, yeah. you know, they're, it's like a Disney. You land, can't open you know, a dive. But, right. You, you can become a dive. Right. You know, I, I always say it takes generations of deferred maintenance right. to, to, and, and, and bad choices, right. bad business choices right. to make a dive. Also, you know, it helps uh, when you've got bad neighborhoods, low rents, you can sure. and, and, and uh, that means you can have cheap drinks. Yeah. And that means you get a wide range of people. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn, when I moved in in 1986, all the bars around me were dives yeah. and uh, they were some pretty righteous bars. Uh, there was the famous O'Connor's, which was uh, became a sort of a literary hangout. Uh, that place was all uh, sure there were some young editors right. in there. There was also men and women who worked at the post office. There were iron workers in there right. and electricians. There were definitely a couple drug dealers who used to hang out there and a couple pimps as well. Right. Uh, there was there was all kinds of people in there, you know. And everybody you, gets thirsty. Yeah, and, and you're you're not allowed to to say I don't associate with you. Right. You know, you have to leave. Right. They don't have to leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw people out if you're a customer. You think the dive bar is in decline now? I think dive bars, are, individual yeah. ones, are closing at an absolutely terrifying yeah. rate. That's um, what I was afraid that you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you see them. Uh, God, Shelby's in uh, in 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 Denver was the last like real person bar in downtown yeah. Denver that just closed. Uh, Hanks in Brooklyn. There are lots that closed. The 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 uh, the drinking fountain, one of the greatest names in dive bars yeah, ever sure. in uh, Jamaica Plain, uh, oh, south, south of Boston. That was an immortal dive and yeah. really a little bit, maybe a little too sketchy for yeah. a lot of people yeah. I know, yeah. uh, but uh, also very fun. Yeah. Uh, that place closed, yeah. you know, and then these are these are places that, that had been they were all built during the decline of American cities. Yeah. You know, they were opened when real estate was yeah. cheap. And now that cities are coming back, the dives are going say the old Miami bar in Detroit, you and I were there yeah. a couple of years ago, and that's a fun, you know, army veteran, you know, Yeah, that's a serious dive, bar. but you know, uh, it's, like, you it's, know, it's less divey than it used to be. That Venn diagram of, yeah. you know, yeah. rock musicians and veterans, yeah. that sort of is the yeah. perfect combination, but. Yeah, I mean the whole that whole neighborhood where it is. Yeah, the is, Cass is, Corridor was. It was when that place opened. That neighborhood was terrifying and yeah. was just basically uh, uh, crime, drugs, and you know, and prostitution. And now it's uh, it's full of new new construction right. and uh, so many dives have closed yeah. in New York City. Uh, when I moved into the city in 1979, that was kind of the height of the dive bar because yeah. the city was in terrible shape. Right. There was one place on uh, on the Bowery. You would go out and out about in the East Village where young people, uh, you know, took their life into their hands as they went uh, bar hopping because there were also uh, uh, drug dealers and gunfights and all that kind of stuff. But uh, then you'd walk down the Bowery at about uh, four in the morning to uh, to go down to Chinatown to have Chinese food after your night of, of drinking. And there was this one bar on the Bowery in between right. that had uh, armored glass. Uh, they put like armored plexiglass over the bar. So there was only a slot that you could get your drinks on. Wow. And they would I, slide I, them under I've the slot. I've seen that in liquor stores. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, basically the whole liquor yeah. store is behind. This whole bar you know, had been held up glass. so many times. But the problem was this slot was pretty big. And if you had a hand with a gun, you could just stick it right under there. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, didn't, they weren't thinking very, right. very well. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny. Uh, but uh, It's different times. Banks don't even have, yeah. you know, now like you go into a bank in New York and it's yeah, 
it's, the it's, tellers are no longer through you know behind bulletproof glass. So it's yeah, kind of amazing. everything was bull, bulletproof right. back then for sure. To think yeah. that you had to think about. Can somebody stick a gun through this hole or not? Yeah, like, uh, only shot glass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really, it was really quite striking. I, I can't remember the name of that place. Lower Manhattan was full of them. Now there's only the Nancy whiskey left, really. Yeah. Do you think that like the earring sort of qualifies as a dive? Is that too old? Like, I think it's proto dive. Too, maybe. Yeah, it's got divey elements, right? But I think it's uh, a little too established. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a little fashionable. And, uh, and I said, like, the White Horse it may have been a dive. Yeah. But I think now it's no longer in the dive category. I, 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 would, I would agree with that. It's, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mean to tell people what is and what is it's not It's a comfortable a dive, neighborhood but, bar. Right. But I think, you know, when Dylan Thomas drank there, it, it was a dive. It was a dive. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably no yeah. longer one. Yeah. Um, not, 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 not like not it the was. way there was. No. Yeah. Um, but, mean, but that's, I think, also a fascinating thing about some of these bars is yeah. that, you know, in 1979, I think a lot of the dives had probably started life as something oh, yeah. far different. You yeah. know, and that was... They were much better bars. They were real, Or, or you know, much more elegant right, places. Right, and the neighborhoods were different. Yeah. And, and, you, and by, you know, 79, when the whole yeah. city, you know... Uh, it you was know, in the, the toilet, basically. Right, you know, it was a Ford says to New York drop day, yeah. you know... Um, <laughs> You know, and it really was almost dead that you had all of these bars that had started life as, I don't know what, you know, yeah. like, you know, middle class, upper class, you know, just nice neighborhood bars had had sort of be crumbled and become, you know, the last resort. Yeah, they'd slid bar. down into, right, you know, exactly. in the, in the, this sort of uh, twilight life of, uh, of, exactly. of diviness where yeah. it, it, it's always four in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> even at four in the afternoon. Right. That's that beautiful, you yeah. know. The liquid haze of, yeah. of the dive bar. And, that, and then, you know, as we see, some of these neighborhoods have, again, changed. And you get, uh, you know, they... They're coming you know, they're, back in the other direction. And, you know, the lights are turned up and, yeah. you know, they're cleaned up and the bar is, you know... Well, I think of Long polished. Island Bar. Yeah, absolutely. Which, when I ate there in, uh, when it was a bar and grill in the 80s, that was uh, that was divey as hell. Well, that right on, what, it's right off of Atlantic. Yeah, and our friend was, Toby Caccini, who yeah. famously ran Passerby and... May or may not have created the Cosmo, uh, the modern helped, Cosmo. Yeah, certainly helped uh, popularize. I was going to say, depending upon the day that you ask him. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, uh, you know, after the passerby closed, which was in um, the meatpacking, you know, before the meatpacking district yeah. was actually only a few blocks from where we sit and record our podcast. Um, he then decamped to Brooklyn and uh, opened up. I don't know, a couple of years ago. Right? Yeah, it's, it's it's been about about. Four or five years, yeah. He told me this. I don't know if he told you the story, but that he'd seen the bar for years and it yeah. had been, you know, closed up. It had never, you know, opened. Yeah, never reopened. It. And it was two sisters, I think, who owned Long Island Bar and they yeah. closed it and he kept slipping notes under the door and, you know, he kind of dreamt he lives or he lived around the corner and, you know, he always thought, okay, like this would be a great place to take over. Yeah. And then finally he met one of their nephews, I think was able to convince like his aunt they reopened I don't know, five years ago. And the maybe. beautiful thing they did is they kept the place. They didn't change it. No. They renovated it. Yeah. You know, they they or they just they fixed, fixed what they it. had to exactly and then, like cleaned it. Yeah. And, they left all the cigarette burns in the right, bar and right. stuff. And you know, that's that's the best way forward for a lot of these dives yeah. is to get maybe a little loving facelift. Yeah. You're not gonna have the same society in them yeah. because the parts of downtowns where the dives are all closing they're also closing because their customers have right, been driven exactly. away 
But what you can do is at least keep some of the feel of it and get some of the more interesting people yeah. who have moved in who, who are maybe a little more right. sensitive to history. Yeah. What I love about that bar is Toby once showed me their liquor storage room. Have you ever seen yeah. it? I'm not sure I could. It's a, it's it's. I couldn't fit in there. I mean, I could barely fit in. It's like all their I mean, bartenders are skinny. Yeah, and tall, <laughs> like Toby. Thank yeah. God, because yeah. they are where they keep all of the liquor bottles. Is this tiny, very long room right behind the bar? It's I guess the wall of the bar is the wall of this giant closet that runs the whole length of almost yeah, the bar. Yeah, and, and it's it's about and two feet wide. And there's just racks from floor yeah, to ceiling yeah. with bottles. And yeah. that's how, I guess, they always did it and that's they continue they to do it. it. And thankfully, Toby is tall and thin and can yeah. fit in there and has long arms, but I could not work <laughs> no, in that. Um, no. That's not for me. Um, but uh, I'd have to pay neighborhood kids to to, 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 to go and get the ride. <laughs> those giant sticks yeah. with, you know, a claw at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll see more of that where these bars, formerly dives, are, you know, basically, if we're lucky, we yeah, will. We, yeah. you know, kind of cleaned up and maybe yeah. they repair the linoleum with linoleum. Yeah, and they're charging and, a little more for the drinks. Right, and, exactly. Uh, I mean, it, it, we run the risk of like turning them into a little bit of, you know, sort of fetishization of like the that's dive true. or, that's, you know, that, that's or it becomes true. like, you know, a mockery of. I think like, what makes Toby's bar work is that he hired bartenders who are a little more dive bar-y. Yeah. You know, they're they're not technicians. And he's got they're an old characters. soul and, he's, yeah. and he can be crotchety as hell. So Yeah, that's, and he's hired he's hired bar, <laughs> bartenders who are fine with that. And I think crotchetiness is yeah. like an essential part of the dive bar experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you, you want that the barkeep not to be, you know, always happy in that. No. And there's always the risk that you're going to run you may provoke their ire with an order or behavior. And yeah, you have, you have, I mean, the thing about dives is, <laughs> is it's all about like uh, unwritten rules of behavior. Exactly. And that's like you, you check your bullshit when you come in right. at the door. You can't throw your weight around. Right. You can't bully the right. bartender. You can't bully the house. And I would say have <laughs> like know? a, I don't know, how do I say this? Limit what you think you're going to drink, right? Like, exactly. Like limit your expectations <laughs> yeah. for for drinks. Like, Be happy with basic drinks. Right. You're not you're not going to go in, and you're that's not the place to like order a vucare. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. You know, I've always heard about this aviation. Like, do you yeah. have you know? Like, <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, Toby is a little bit different because he could do it, but his yeah, bartenders his bartenders could, can actually make any drink. Right. Known but to like mankind, for but, most dives, I think yeah. the, the idea is that you know you want a shot, you want a beer, you may not yeah. even want. Draft beer, you may want a pint or a It can, depends on the place. Yes, <laughs> that is right. Use their glassware. You um, might not. You might right. want to drink I mean, beer out of the bottle. Right. Um, or then again, you know, there's... Open a, it with your own, you know, church key. So, I, you know. I, I saw somebody I knew do a baller move once. I knew he was dive bar people. This was at O'Connor's, which was not uh, notably well-maintained in, right. in Brooklyn. And he got some peanuts, a sack of peanuts from behind the bar and spilled them out on the table in the booth and ate them, ate them off the table. And I was like, Wow. You, sir, are living dangerously. Exactly. You, sir, are dive bar people. Right. <laughs> you know? That's like, that was okay. Yeah, that is. Uh, that was strong. Yeah. Well, the Village Idiot, which is no longer yeah. with us, which I think is a very good thing that it's no longer open, it was on the corner of I that place, 14th uh, and what, like Hudson? Yeah. Or, or That's like, where good behavior went to die. Yeah, it was really, it could be, Max Wattman wrote a story for us yeah. um, about the allure of bars on Christmas Eve and tells you know, an amazing, almost Paul Auster-like mm -hmm. story that unfolds. I won't ruin it for you, but I would suggest go back, look for it. 
but that takes place at the village city. And it was one of these things where, you know, you could either be, you know, jumped and trampled yeah. there, or you could have the most fantastic night of your life and, you know, meet your spouse there. Oh, uh, I, I mean, know. The, you know, great dives, like the craziest stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Even, even in, the, in the early 80s, I was in a dive out on Long Island, and this guy sitting next to me, I get to talking to him, and he, he says, you have an interest in buying this? And he opens up his duffel bag that was on the floor between us, and inside was a U.S. Army M79 grenade launcher and about four or five, like, shells for it cool and it's like you know and where'd you get that well you know i was in the national guard right. and uh, i just i need the money and he wanted 300 bucks for it and i unfortunately didn't have 300 right. bucks right because it was damn tempting right. i gotta say sure sure dive bar also serves pawn shop there's there's always some you know shady quick, activity quick loan does is, is is known to happen in dives yeah. Yeah. Well, that, as I mean, long as it's not disturbing anyone, it's okay. Yeah, I, I might have switched seats after realizing. Yeah, yeah I, I, I stopped might. drinking with him and, and, <laughs> and went home. I don't want to step on that bag, kick it. Well, back yeah, it, and yeah. also I think he was probably if he if he's offering, I was like probably twenty. If he's offering a random twenty year old <laughs> this thing that he just met in a bar, uh, he's going to get arrested really soon. I don't know about you, Dave, but our conversation has made me suddenly crave a drink at a at a dive bar i'm yeah, sure we can it, still it find one around and, here somewhere you know, also maybe to like go and blow things up but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say peanuts and beer and maybe some shots all right yeah that like, I, I'll, I'll settle for that kind of we shot won't be we won't be doing any yeah. rocket launching today no. i hope but uh, no. but, uh <laughs> if we survive this our next uh, dive bar encounter we'll be here back with another episode of life behind bars uh, i'm looking forward to it as always cheers 